better known for midnight movie favorites El Topo and the Holy Mountain, 1968's Fondo Elise is Chilean-born French-trained director Alejandro Hodorowsky's first feature-length film. While much has been said and written about the former films, the conversation surrounding his landmark debut feature is, like much of the landscape in the movie, surprisingly sparse. Or maybe it isn't so surprising. It's not an easy film to describe, much less comprehend. Shot on weekends, with a shoestring budget, and a script made up from the memory of Hodorowsky's direction of the play years earlier in Paris, Fondo Elise is something of an ad hoc, surrealist, road movie piece of agitprop, and one hell of an assault on the senses. Ostensibly, the movie tells the tale of two lovers, Ambulant Fondo and Paraplegic Lise, and their journey to find the mythical city of Tar. If only things were that simple. Along the way, we, as well as the titular couple, are bombarded with innumerable surreal images and vignettes, shot in stunning and stark black and white, and accompanied by one of the most oppressive and forceful sound design committed to film. But what is Fondo Elise really about? What does it all add up to? The truth is, I have no idea. I mean, sure, there's some bits about hope, salvation, rape, misogyny, love, hate, Oedipal claptrap. You know, the stock ingredients of the usual surreal bouillabaisse. I'm not certain what to make of much of what we see in the film, but I do know that I haven't seen anything quite like it. I know that I understand the reaction to the film's debut at the 1968 Acapulco Film Festival, where the audience erupted into a full-blown riot and forced Hodorowsky to flee out the back door. And I know that everyone else here almost assuredly hated it. So go ahead, let me have it. Tell me how much you hate the movie and me for choosing it. I only ask that as you castigate, you illuminate and help me figure this damn thing out. Yow. I was hoping you would help me figure it out. So now I'm really stumped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was definitely attacked all your senses. I mean, it was all over the place. It gave me, I mean, it, it didn't really make me think. It didn't make me laugh. It didn't make me cry. Well, I chuckled a bit at a few parts, but. It left it left me with a headache. I was like, <laughs> "Well, you know, I'm trying." It, it's hard because it's black and white. You're trying to follow white subtitles on a black and white screen, and I'm like, "Okay, uh, oh man, oh boy, wow." It is just very tough and, to and, read. And there's for sure. and then there's stuff. It's just it's jumping all over, and then there's like parts that come at t- different times. It was it was just like boom all over the place. Very um, an instant headache for yes, Kevin. Yes, Mike. What? <laughs> That's <laughs> that sums, sums it, up. it up. Yep, that should be on the quote on the box. I, I'm I'm just I don't know what to say other than um, you know I was thinking God this is some of the craziest shit I've seen you know, but unfortunately last night on Turner Classic Movies they had a bunch of Fellini movies, and I was like, wow, <laughs> this is too much of an overload for me. This movie. It it gave me no emotion because it had, like, no suspension of disbelief because there was no logical line to follow. I really was confused. So color Mike confused. Oh, dude, it was even worse than last year in Mario and Bad. I hated every single minute of it. I really, really (laughs) did. I took one note 10 minutes in, and I thought, if it changes, I'll write something else. One note. I wish I was dead. <laughs> That's the, and it never changed. It looks like shit. 
Like oh, yeah. last year at Marion Bod was yeah. gorgeous. Yes, it was. It a was. piece of art. This movie looks like when you're driving into the sun during rush hour morning traffic and you're oh. like about to have an aneurysm because you're so stressed out. Oh, yeah. Looks like that. Yeah. I feel like this yeah. is the perfect part where uh, Steve Martin in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles goes on <laughs> about like it's best if you have a point. And by the way, you know, when you're, when you're telling these little stories, here's a good idea have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. And nothing that'll happen to me after this will be as bad as watching that movie. So I guess that's a good thing to say oh, about man. it. Yeah, okay. I'd have to say this is uh, square in the middle of my least favorite genre of movie. It's uh, people wandering around in the wilderness, spouting obtuse things, you know, randomly. Oh, so you're not a fan of Blair Witch Project. Yeah, at least <laughs> that had a plot. And I, never, sense I, I, I never saw it, so. Yeah. Yeah, usually it's the woods. Here it was a quarry of some sort, I guess. Quarry? Whatever, yeah. Quarry, yeah. yeah. Whatever the rocks mm. are, yeah. One of those three. The way it looked, I, I hate it. It looks like a, when a, a girl takes a picture for Facebook and then she turns up the volume all the way so you can't see her nose. Yeah. It gave me a headache, yeah. Just like choked with pretentious art house bullshit, and it's all of it. It's every single thing you can think of. Like, yeah. ugh. Wow, now... Sarah, I know you hate Fellini as well. So, dude, I was begging for eight and a half last night. That's how bad yeah. it got. I watched I like, it. Uh, I was watching eight and a half. That was that wasn't bad. Like, I have to apologize to Sarah because I went off about how bad 2001: A Space Odyssey was. I'd watch that till my eyes bleed <laughs> over this. Because <laughs> I at least could. Fi- I mean, watching God cool bless. space, you know, with yeah. people just breathing for twenty minutes is better than. All you know, just jump jumping out at you all over the place and crazy a random drum. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. yeah. Sarah it was, was asking up. me how this was different from a David Lynch movie. And I said uh, basically at least David Lynch movies, they have like a grounding in reality, like some grounding, you know. It's yeah. interesting that you brought up that because one of the few coherent notes that I took about this movie is that it has shades of and it's kinda like the love child of Eraserhead and last year at Marienbad. Like, like, you know, the stark landscape of the beginning of Eraserhead, and then you have the black and white, what the hell is going on of Marienbad, and you mash them together for 90 minutes in a blender. This is kind of what you get, but... With really bad cinematography. Some of it is interesting, I think, the cinematography. (laughs) And regardless of how crazy this movie is, and it is quite crazy, he's trying to say something. I don't know what the hell it is, though. Do you think that he just did all this to shock and he just put like he's throwing a lot of stuff up on the wall but is it just a shock or is he trying to go somewhere with it what i'd assume is that he either had a bad relationship at some point or this is about some war i barely have ever heard of could be we don't know a lot about south american history up here we don't get a lot of it i don't think it's anything about that that. Uh, i don't know well whatever i think there's a lot of like i don't know there's some me too type stuff in here i think or is it just like blatant misogyny and hatred of women? There's, there's a lot of that. Yeah, there's yeah. There yeah. Is, a lot but of that. I don't think it's there just because he hates women. I think the men who perpetrated are portrayed as evil people. Yeah, that's true, too. Thinking of the treatment of Lee's throughout this movie where... So whatever plot there is, is they're trying to get to the city of Tar. Yeah. yeah. Because <laughs> it's the last city on Earth and it's their salvation and whatever mm-hmm. the hell. And... There's all these title cards with these really phantasmagoric drawings on them over the beginning of the movie. And like Kevin said, it's very hard to read. 
the subtitles at the beginning, they're all coming very fast and you're trying to figure out what the hell the story's about, but you can't. Yeah. So then it goes from that to Lise eating a flower, <laughs> a porcelain flower, but it's not porcelain. It's just regular flower. But right away you get like the weird sound design, right? With the crunching yeah. grass. And I'm sure that's the moment that Sarah tuned out, right? Well, I mean, but at what point you're like, oh, you're trying to follow the story, but you know from the get that it's going to be one of those movies where it doesn't fucking matter. You could take that and reverse any of the scenes, and I feel like it doesn't matter what scene goes where. You could put the peach eating scene way at the end. You could put like the drag queen scene way at the beginning. That, I don't think it matters the order. So I don't know what you mean by trying to figure out what the storyline is, because there's obviously not one. From the beginning, five minutes in, you no, know, no, it's no. Not the, going anywhere. The storyline is they're trying to get to Tar. That's the basic storyline. I'm saying what exist. I'm saying what he's actually trying to say, the director. Right. Like I think he's trying to say something. I don't know what it is, and that's what I'm trying to figure out. I guess. Sarah thinks nah. he's not trying to say anything. I don't know because then yeah, you get these people that are like, it means whatever you think it means, you know. Oh no, I I don't know about that. Yeah, I mean, it's. I, I'd love to know. I thought, Matt, you knew what the hell was going on. That's why I was like, well, Matt will explain to me what the hell is going on in this movie. And then you're like, well, tell me what's going on. I'm like, oh, shit. I, I don't know. Some of it seemed like blatantly religious to me, but I don't know anything well, the, about religion, so I'm not really good at picking it up. But like, uh, somewhere yeah, man, like it's a religious country. Towards the beginning of the movie, they come across all these people like rolling around in the mud. Right. And it's yeah. almost like they were Baptists or something, like being cleansed in the, the river or whatever. They seem like know. religious thought, zealots or something I, I, almost. I thought it was like a representation of being reborn from the earth or something. Or like that. Like, yeah, like I took more of like the zombies and coming people coming back to not, life or not, something not, like not, that. Totally well, got that, a house not zombies, but corpses. Something like well, that. later on you do. For no, sure, the mud right? people. Immediately, I told Jason, I'm like, oh, it's like that scene of House and Thousand House yeah. of Thousand Corpses. It was like. Uh, like, or like in hell, the rivers of souls. Like the, that's what I thought. The dead of. coming back to life, or something like that. That's the vibe I got in that. I don't know. I, I think there's like a lot of religious type stuff. I don't know. The uh, one old man is referred to as Pope. So yeah, there's one thing. Yeah. Was that the, well, yeah, but it was, was played by a woman. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then there's yeah, the, no, it's up here. But then there's an old man later who wants to drink a drop of blood for their sins yeah. or something. And then towards the end of the movie, I, I guess to jump ahead because. What does it really matter? As Sarah right. said, yeah, there's no chronologic. There's a yeah. point at the end of the movie where Lisa's foreshadowed that she's going to die, yes. right? Yep. And so there's all these people just picking her apart and eating pizza of her, pieces of her flesh. So that's yeah. much like the body of Christ. And there's a scene that sort of looks like the Last Supper. There's like a weird dinner table scene, isn't there? With the uh, women? I, I don't know. I don't know about that. I have like a ton of notes here. <laughs> And me. most of them are questions because we've directed at everybody else. But I mean, we can go back to the beginning. Like, I'm what, fine with just questions because it does. Like Sarah said, it doesn't matter. Like yeah, it all yeah. kind of folds in on itself. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what does the eating of the rose at the opening really express? Like, does anybody like get any feeling from that other than like, what the hell? Oh God, are we really going to question like what everything okay. means in this movie? No, like, no. I think this movie's just garbage. Okay, I, don't know. I, I think it's I just thought like the personal consumption of something beautiful. Like we consume so much on this planet that's like you know nature. That's you know totally we possible. we we clear cut forests and then we decimate goes from like, beautiful to yeah decimated. Yeah, right? exactly. So. 
And do you think that they live in like a patsy world, like an escape from reality? Because it seems like it's this weird world or a figment of their imagination on their way to this movie tower. Because almost in the beginning, it seems like they're moving through normal traffic of you know, everyday Are life. Are you talking about the bombed out swing party? And the dancing. And, yeah. Well, yeah. No, yeah. Yeah, before that, but I mean, <laughs> like, like, it immediately goes There's nothing before that no. besides right. the scene of her right. eating All right, the All right, never mind. I thought never they mind. were like, no, it's, after that, didn't it show him, like, she was, like, play, like, laying on a bed playing with, like, a teddy bear or a doll, and he was, like, playing with, like, a toy. Like, it was yeah. almost like they were acting he, like they were like children kill, or something. Children, yeah. yeah. Like, going back to the beginning, but it then, was yeah, weird. then they went to the almost like a bombed bat. out city jazz jazz hall or whatever. Yeah. And that it was, was like, a very swinging party. Yes, it was. It was. And like, hmm, this is where this is where I'd like to go. You can take my date to, to, to a nice dance uh, club. <laughs> what? And, and th- that's really where the Marienbad thing first hit me, right? Like, the scene where, in, yeah, the scenes of Marienbad sure. where they're just looking out on the plaza of people not yep. moving. I don't know. I kind of yeah, got that. Yeah, again, but. longing for that, watching this. I'm Did like, you ever think you would long for that movie? I said it was beautiful. I think about it often, but yeah. She just know. remembers the Chanel shoes. Yep, that's true. Dresses, she, right? She gave a shout out to Coco and Chanel. Uh, well, yeah, like she did everything because you know, oh, Coco yeah. Chanel. That that is a that is a Sarah movie because there's a lot of Sarah outfits wow. in it. We discussed this during uh, Mario, but yep. I have another question. Yeah, go for it. What, so the treatment of Lise definitely mm-hmm. gets worse throughout the film, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. What was your most disturbing treatment of Lise? Because mine is when he's dragging her over those rocks, oh. that's those my, cinders or whatever. Yeah, that's like, mine as well. And that's, again, the sound design really gets you there, right? Like, there's parts in this yeah. film where the sound just, you just want to, like, crawl out of your own skin. Yes. And I don't know where he strips her naked and he's got her chained to the cart and he's got dudes walking up on her and then then they, like, run away. Because he and says that she's yeah, my Yeah, that's fiance. a thing, too. Yeah, I got a real uh, Harold and Kumar too. vibe there. Yeah, or when he weird. lets the crazy doctor phlebotomizer i guess is that the term like takes her blood out yeah he takes her blood out and yeah. drinks well, it like yeah. fine wine. he like makes yeah. her stand in that mud pit with this. all the mud people around and it's like oh you can stand you can't walk it makes right. her stand there that's yeah. a weird form of peril three, three quarters of the movie well see what drove me nuts about this is that he's an asshole to her says that oh i love you i'm gonna be better and then five minutes later he's an asshole again then says he's, it's like just back and forth i'm like some manic you know it's uh, weird relationship going on here uh, yeah but I not got every five of, minutes yeah yeah no i agree it was very obnoxious i guess ah, okay it's okay i was just gonna say there's shades of mother in this mm. movie too. i was gonna do you say see it do you oh, see yeah, him for sure that basement hall it reminded me of the basement and mother when they're crowd surfing it, the yeah, baby what, with the bird right with all the people like really close and like hovering through that's exactly the point yeah. where I, I felt it too yeah the other thing I noticed in this movie, it has a weird way of rewinding the film in a scene where they're unburying that doll or, you know. Yeah, there's a dirt. lot of that yeah, kind of there's a lot of trickery. That where there's a rewind of a scene in a scene filming forward, so it's weird. Yeah. So I noticed that, too. Well, the burying of the doll is probably the best thing that happened to that doll, not the... <laughs> yeah. Forcible rape and snake insemination of the one yeah, doll. Yeah, what, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Where do you keep oh. your snakes? And the pedophile representation with the marionettes. 
Were they Fun through fact, the, that's the through director, the marionette. Oh my oh, god, really? that's Hodorowski. Oh my god, they throw her overboard, and then they show the the cracking of those eggs. Does that mean like they popped her cherry? Like, oh, they, that was they an they egg crushing gang her? rape. That's what that was. By, by the she got gang raped by everybody. By the wow. Colombian or Argentinian, wherever the hell it was, Marx Brothers. It looked like. <laughs> yeah, that was fucked up. I, I yeah, couldn't. I didn't. I is was. That, is that why she couldn't walk? Yeah. Is that I, what they tried? I mean. I don't know. I, I was rather but pissed. She is in that scene. She's chased around by like theologians and professors and stuff. Right at one point when she's a kid. Yeah, like reading. when she's getting chased yeah. around there. Like I, I think and there's like old ladies who are like, I can't help you or whatever. So is that like I got the guy? Is that like man trying to chase around the no. the fruit of knowledge and then they uh, rape her and then no, everything goes to hell I, from I, there? I got to the point where women. I I know this is sort of me too, but kind of like women can be on the defensive because there can be a predator at any turn and in any form. She clearly got raped. Yes. Yes, I understand. Stop saying this word. It's such a bad word. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's move on. Let's move on with that. I love the jazz and the body painting in this movie. It was great. It I was noticed that. in the body painting scene, it seemed like she could walk. So I don't know if that's yes. Mm-hmm. I noticed that too. So that's yeah, fun. I, Interesting. I, so I don't know if that's supposed to be a flashback or like, eh, this is a dream sequence or whatever. Maybe or maybe it was after they were dead. Yeah. It, was, it was like the most joyous part of the entire movie is them painting each yeah. other. And sp- yeah, that's the only yeah, happy time. There was a, one camera shot that I actually really enjoyed in this movie. And it was when they were like down in the bottom of that pit and he leaves her and he starts running away and like he's running around the pit getting yeah, out and like the camera's cool. circling him and he's getting further away and she's just crying and i was like that was a really cool shot i like that that was one of the few things i was like man that's really cool i that was like the only neat very, shot in the whole movie very good well done thing that I, that's something that i know i noticed myself that i really enjoyed yeah i like the way he was, was like well, running he's like lanky but he's like stooped maybe yeah, to stay was, in frame was, yeah, that was a very good uh scene I also liked the graveyard scene. I liked with, when they were oh. unburying the doll. I kind of liked that. <laughs> yeah, stupid that of all the like stupid backwards. Like, yeah. yeah, like Mike was talking about. They, it they, just looks. It yeah, looks. It looks good. Yeah, for whatever reason. The graveyard scene when they were posing. It reminded me of like a monkey's video or yes. something. It did for sure. Yes. And then I had another uh, comment. This had to have been a pretty exhausting shoot for that guy because half the movie he's like jumping around from rock to rock, carrying this chick sideways on his back. Mm-hmm. And I was, oh I was like, God. I thought that was so weird how he like would pick her up and carry her like that. I'm like, even if she weighed if, like ninety pounds, that's still it's, ninety pounds. It's you got ninety pounds of dead weight. No, mm-hmm. That's it's, a lot. Of, that's both of them be. are very even for the paraplegic. They're very physical performances. Yes, yes. And uh, I'm glad you brought that up because that's very interesting. Yeah, I just I assume like man, that would have to be even if and, you're only shooting on weekends, man. That's a and lot. They're performing that's a in lot. some energy, and really was, rough locale. Yeah, yeah. Right. And he was really skinny. Yeah, and that was some rough terrain he was running over. Going back to the body painting scene, did you guys, did you get a little feeling of breathless? Oh, I did not see And like the relationship between the two of them? Um, Like Bohemian? Like kind of like the the joie de vivre of the beginning of the relationship between the two of them. I honestly didn't think And she's got the short haircut. I don't know. It popped in my head for whatever reason. This movie makes a lot of things pop into your head. Like, why am I watching this movie? (laughs) Why did I I watch this twice? I should take another shot. That's yeah. what that movie made me do. I was like, let, let me take another shot. 
You did. You're a, a brave man. Oh my god, yeah. I, I don't know. The I, fourth time if, is the charm. If right I now. can survive, <laughs> it's like seeing the light. Everything just clicks. I You're like, Whoa. swear to God, till this day, the only one movie I have never finished is the White Comanche. It's got William Shatner in it. I'm not as big a fan of this movie as I was the first time I saw it. I still think there's something here, and you can see that the person making it is talented, even though like whatever he's doing is god awful. If you think. I don't know. I, th- I think there's ideas there somewhere. You, yeah. I, I mean, I was watching this and I was assuming this had, like you said, it had to be a very, very small budget. I mean, this yeah. was, and the editing was just, and I can imagine this. Be- was it, I mean, was it meant, was the editing done like that? I mean, he wanted it to be very, for sure. He was overloaded. Yeah. He or whatever. trained with, I forget some trained with some weird French guy in, okay. in, in Paris. And they developed this like, cinema panic or something and it was all about being very physical and like overloading your senses and disrupting how theater worked and uh, a lot of like sounds and physicality and this play was one of those plays that was born out of that so he directed it once and then he just made this movie based on his memories of directing a stage play and so you could see in a lot of ways this being stage bound with them just going to the same place over and over and like running into weirder and weirder people i think it makes more sense as a play i can't imagine watching this without the tall cliffs you know like that's like the most interesting thing about it is the landscapes like to see it like on a relatively flat stage you know you think that would take away from it? Yeah, I, I would think so. I think the play setting would probably make it more palatable for some reason. Hmm. Because you're used to people just like coming on stage and saying weird shit in a right. play. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I guess so, yeah. But you wouldn't have that cool spiraling shot we talked about earlier. Right? Or the nah. shot of running through the labyrinth or whatever that underground thing is they're going through. I just think that what you said a couple minutes ago was that you have to respect him and see that he's talented because of this movie. And I, 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 I think know. I think I, this shows that there's talent no. and like imagination. There was like yeah. an episode of Blossom where she made like an art film, and I think I like that better than I like this. <laughs> In my movie, the lesson is a little more subtle. It's about alienation, injustice, misogyny, harmony, the void. You mean an art film? Right. Swell. Oh, oh my God. I don't know. He made El Topo and the Holy Mountain, which I, like I sadly haven't Santa seen. Oh, wow. That was one of his, it was like I in the 80s. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if one. I'd still like it, but I liked it when I watched it the first time. So. Movie you should night. watch it again knowing this now. I don't think Jason liked it when we watched it. It's so almost mainstream compared to this. It has like a. It has well, a El Topo plot. and the Holy Mountain. Mo- movie art. night. I just, I feel like if you're going to make something, it should have a point and you shouldn't waste people's time and you shouldn't just see how weird you can make something just for the sake of being weird. I mean, there's no like cultural undertones or anything that we're just missing. You know, I I mean, I don't know I'm just thinking I'm like, this can't be what he meant. I think there's a lot of religious like Judeo Christian stuff in here that I am not qualified to speak on, but I'm pretty sure it's in there somewhere. Maybe it's so ingrained to me. I didn't even notice it. Uh, I, I, no I don't know, man. That is my thing. I'm like, am I missing something? Because I, it, it's you know, is it Argentina, Chilean, Chilean? Yeah. So at least I was close. And uh, so I don't know if there was something I was missing culturally, or but that I don't know. I doubt it. But this debuted like a couple months after the Mexican military killed a bunch of innocent protesters in Mexico City. So that wow. might have fed into the riots. It was just like a 
they're really fed up. tense time and then you see this crazy movie yeah that's just like know, a yeah catalyst of some sort yeah strong. yeah yeah no. i just want to know wouldn't he feel the mustache when he was tricked into kissing the guy? Oh, yeah. I was thinking I, about that. I, I that thought, bugged me. I, I asked that too. I, I, I think I was the like, one thing that bugged me. Can't I talk. figure out there's a mustache there? I don't. And Kevin said that out loud. He goes, yeah. "Dude, how can he not tell the dude has a mustache?" Kevin always knows when he's kissing. And the I mustache. was like, right. I was like, maybe the dude really wanted a mustache ride. I don't, also, no. the old people, I don't know. I wouldn't do that to my grandma. I wouldn't be like, Grandma, you got to come out and make this movie for me because I'm making this movie and it's going to be cool. You know, when they're making out with <laughs> that the was old one of That's my last point. I'm oh, glad I'm you, sorry. No, 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 no. Keep going. No, that's it. I'm oh. just like, that's the other thing. I'm like, I just feel really, that's so I, weird and it, I just feel see, bad. That was the only scene that I that made me laugh, really, because it was so weird and outlandish. Well, Why would right, you do this to these right, poor old right. ladies? And I'm sitting there watching and I'm like, you know what? This this card game looks pretty interesting, but do you have to play with B. Arthur? <laughs> wait, 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 yes. wait. Hang on, hang on. B. Arthur and the other B. Golden Arthur's Girls. I, I kid you not. I saw this news thing by Lisa Ling, and she went to these retirement communities, and she interviewed these women. And there was one woman that she went to this dance in her community, and she danced with, like, three different guys. And, like, one guy was like, oh, do you like to go on vacation or something? And one guy said something else. Do you one like guy peaches? Get, and one guy goes, do you like to... Do you like to fuck? And Lisa Ling goes, which guy did you like the most? She goes, I like the guy that asked if you do like to fuck. She goes, because I still like to. So old ladies are just still hornier than hell. That's it. We're done. That brings to an end this amazing discussion of Fondo Elise, Sarah's favorite movie of all time. Forever. For I'm getting a Fondo Elise tattoo. Oh, all right. Man. Hey. Kind of like a Hondo hey. Whore's plate. Dude, you could definitely make this into a license plate. No. Fondo you and can. Hondo. Hondo. Cool. Hondo Horrors was Fondo way better. Horse. Hondo Fondo. <laughs> I like it. Oh my god. Alright, coming up next we're gonna recast the shit out of this. Que bonito es un entierro. Que bonito es un entierro. Y a verde al cementerio. Con una flor y un pez. So for this week's recast, the stipulation was the some like it hot stipulation. Kevin's favorite word stipulation. Yes. I'm stipulated to say it. <laughs> uh, and that means uh, we are going to swap the genders. So, Mike, you can recast this anytime. Just swap the genders. Take us away. All right. Well, I recast it in 2009. Damn it. No, I'm just, well, I, I want to do something no. modern because I always do something very past. So anyway... My Fondo, I went with Hillary Swank. She was <laughs> 35 in 2009. Uh, I see it. Yeah. She was yeah. in she was in Boys Don't Cry in 99. She was in Million Dollar Baby uh, in 04 and she was in Amelia in 09. All right. Now this next person may not be as well known. This is kind of a pseudo pick. Uh, Jason, I'm sorry I did an homage to you where I just picked somebody that's way, way, way low on the border. <laughs> Jason, you've got homages. Okay, for Elise, I picked Tom Brittany. Okay, in 2009, he would have been 19. He was on a bunch of different TV series in uh, Britain and so on and so forth on a lot of British television. Such a Jason pick. Yeah, so it is. It's somebody that nobody knows. Uh, I'm giving him a shot. Okay, so Pope. I decided to recast Pope. Now, it was actually played by a woman, Tamara Garina, if I pronounce that correctly, and she was actually 67 years old. 
She was older. So I went ahead and I chose Liam Neeson, and he would have been 57. Uh, he was in the Deadpool in 88, Dark Man in 90, Les Miserables in uh, 98, Star Wars in 99, and he's been in a ton of shit. He's like the white Samuel L. Jackson. He's been in everything. He just doesn't say motherfucker. Okay, now directing this whole thing, I thought if we were going to make this weird and shitty, let's make it weird and shitty. I decided to pick Sofia Coppola. She would have been 38. Wow. Um, now, I like what she did with Lost in Translation in 03. She did Marie Antoinette in 06, and I actually want to see that because I heard it's not bad. She did Somewhere in, I think, 2010, and The Bling Ring in uh, 2013, I believe. I'm in 2015. I kind of like what I did here. Hopefully it's better. I mean, it can't be worse than what we all watched. Oh, so yeah, come on. For my Fondo, I picked Imogen Poots. You guys will know her from 28 Weeks Later. Okay. She's got giant eyes. She's also in Fright Night. And her name is Imogene Poots. Yeah. Good mm. name. Why? Why? Why, God, why? Why would you name your kid that? Oh, I don't know. That's got to be a stage name, right? Well, like, no, it's probably foreign. Yeah, she definitely is. Well, she's British, right? Anyway, I like her. So okay. for my lease... I went with Anton Yelchin, RIP, because oh I like the way they work together. He was a child star in Hearts in Atlantis. He was also in Fright Night, and the nah. two of them were in Green Room, which oh, wow. leads me to my next pick. I recast one of the women playing with the peaches, and doesn't really matter which one. I went with Patrick Stewart. All right. Jean Luc Picard. He yeah. was also in Green Room and X-Men. And I could deal with seeing Jean-Luc Picard making out with a dude. I'm okay with it. Well, it would be, be, a, woman. It would woman. be a woman, yeah. Genders. Oh, it would be a woman. Oh, yeah, because it's Everything is swapped, so yeah, there's none of... I mean, that's not up his alley, though. That's so sad. I, no, I, I like it. I think it's a good pick. My director, I've used her before, but I don't care. I think it fits. Anna Lily Amanpour, I learned how to pronounce her name. She did the Bad yeah. Batch in 2017, and that's yep. kind of like bullshitty wandering through a desert, so I think it fits. And a girl walks home at night, in right? In 2014. I think one of us picked her before, didn't we? I did. Sad. I used oh, her yeah. for my ravenous. I've used people before. For mine, I cast it the same year this came out, 1968. Damn it. All right. For my Fondo, I picked Mary Wardnov. She was in a lot of uh, Andy Warhol stuff. Uh, she's like this lanky, I think she's like a redhead. Uh, she's in Chelsea Girls in 66, Silent Night, Bloody Night 72, Death Race 2000 and 75, oh. Rock and Roll High School 79. She's known for eating Raul uh, in 82. That's where I know the name. This is why I did an homage. <laughs> she was in uh, eight films with Dick Miller and ten films with Paul Bartel, who's like this like fat guy with a mustache. All right, cool. So um, yeah, she's physical. She's five eleven. For my lease, I picked Udo Kier. Suppose they say he's five eleven, but I'm not buying it. He's a small looking dude. Yeah, for sure. He's a uh, he's kind of like a more exotic Malcolm McDowell. He's aged into like this like mean looking old dude with spiky white hair. Uh-huh. Uh He was in Shameless in sixty eight, Mark of the Devil in seventy, Flesh for Frankenstein seventy three, Blood for Dracula in seventy four, Suspiria in seventy seven. He also turned up in Blade and uh, Melancholia. So Udo Kier. All right. Kudos. And then directing all this, I have. Vera Chaitilova. She's Czechoslovakian. 
I had a hard time finding women directors in this time. Like maybe Ida Lupino would have worked, but her stuff's a little mainstream. Yeah. She did something different in 63, something called Daisies in 66, which seems a lot like, you know, hippy dippy bullshit like this is. Fruit of Paradise in 70. So Vera Chaitilova. Bless and then you. for my wow. random person, uh, you know, I'll, I'll say Vera Chaitilova can be the puppeteer. Okay. <laughs> wow. All right. I am also recasting in 1968. And for my fondo, I have Sophia Loren. She was 5'9". Wow. I don't know. I like it already. It's good look. She was yeah. good looking. And this this was the part. This I just love. So for my lease, I have Hervé Villachese. He was tattoo in Fantasy Island, the little nice. guy. <laughs> Could you imagine like wearing him like a, you know, like a, a bow or something? That'd just be awesome jumping from rocks and high heels. It just uh, may, would make me probably make the movie more fun. I yeah, about I agree. Destroyer. That is, that, she could that speak is in awesome. Italian. He could speak in French. What the hell? Uh, I picked one of the old ladies that were, you know, betting on peaches or whatever. Uh, we'll go with Cary Grant. He would have been 64. Why wow. not? Something good to look, you know, <laughs> why not? Throw it in there. You know, it's all good. Ser- seriously, dude? And, I, I like that. that and utterly disturbing. What, the entire movie? The Cary yeah. Grant, for some reason, is off-putting to me. Well, I, I wanted to go with Spencer Tracy, but he was dead by in 60, mm. by 68. Oh, he would have been a little bit more No, 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 no. But totally, I've used him a lot, too. I, I totally like it, though. Also, directing this, because he can do movies that I apparently don't like that are artsy and, and just crazy. Well, if Stanley Kubrick, in 68, he would have been 40. Same year he did 2001 A Space Odyssey, which I would watch a lot more than this. So there you go. Can you, you know imagine what? Stanley you know Kubrick's S- Fondo Seriously, movies? though? Seriously, it would probably be Kevin, really good. Kevin's kind, of, watch it. Kevin's kind of got the topper here. I don't know. Well, I just picked a goofy ass. I think my life thing. mission is complete, and I got someone to say, Kevin, to say he wants to watch 2001. A space over, Odyssey. over, over, and over again. Much like how you no, said no, no. that you still think about Mario Bros. Just warmed hey, my heart. No, no. Sarah, Our dreams Sarah, are coming true. Sarah, before you get too out, <laughs> over Fondo oh. and Lease or Fondo Elise, right? Well, but, whatever. Anything. So it's yeah. only the second was, worst movie ever. Right. That's awesome. So if no, you were, if you were stuck in a room, held captive, and they only and, gave and, you two choices and, to watch, yeah, no, they gave two, you no. Two thousand one, A Space Odyssey. I will probably watch again because that's considered you know it you can see why it is what it is this i probably will never see again oh sorry you're gonna watch it again i know it anyways rounding it out i'm recasting in 2012 and when i first made my list i forgot we were gender swapping so the ages aren't gonna work but i think my cast is good enough anyways that you'll go with it so for my fondo i'm going with jennifer lawrence Wow. Right. I think she's I, she's a I'll taller, more physical type actress. Right. Yeah. Um, I yeah, that, yeah. yeah. So she would be a little young since my ages were off in this, she but I don't care. In Who cares? Yeah. Hunger Games. She's Gen- totally yeah. She's yeah. fine. She there that. you go. And and Fondo is pretty young looking. He was a bit yeah. of a dandy. Okay, so for my lease, Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> Oh my god, no. she carry there. She's carrying him. Okay. Oh he could lose god. weight like a nightcrawler. Wow. I yeah, seriously. I, I Sarah almost did a spit take. Yeah, I should have waited. <laughs> she to sure take did a take swig. a spit take. I want my it fondo was, oh to my wear god. my lease like a wow. freaking, you know, handkerchief. Is it going to be like oh a paraplegic? Are, you not, like, yes. are they going to? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, no, paraplegic no. Jake Gyllenhaal. 
Is he very whiny and cry? Because he can do that kind of. Dude, just, man, it's so good. <laughs> just drink it in the whole thing. Oh, my place. God, it's so good. You want to watch so this good. I do, I actually, yeah. I'm yes. going to go see if it's at the theater right now. And I, I tell you what, this cameo no, is really going to make you oh, want to watch man, it. if it's because David Lynch, oh I'm leaving. God. Playing the B. Arthur of the crazy old ladies, because I guess that's what almost everybody recast, I have Kurtwood Smith. Oh my oh, God! Fuck. Yes, oh, yes. Yeah, he could squish a peach like it's nobody's business. Ah, uh, yeah. Depending so, which one he was, he's the one squish the peach. He's BR, well, BR Arthur squishing peaches. I don't know. There was three of them, wasn't there? The main one. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, I don't know. Know. yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So directing that amazing cast, if I do say so myself, is Kelly Reichert. Um, Who the hell is you guys Kelly might Reichert. not be <laughs> exactly. She makes like really small artsy movies that are so like this is perfect. that are like ponderous oh, and kind of weird. So she's known for Old Joy, Wendy and Lucy, and the one that really made me think of this is Meek's Cutoff. It's like some oh, oh yeah. So so think, can you imagine her doing this kind of a thing? I think it would fit, yeah. right? Like this yeah. weird auteur bullshit. Yeah, Meek's Cutoff was pretty boring. Uh, so she also did work. Night Moves in 2013, which sounds really interesting. It's like is eco. It about Bob Seger? It's like eco terrorism stuff. Bob Seger's soundtrack, and then yeah. Certain Women in 2016. I apologize. Mm-hmm. I didn't gender swap the director. I just realized that now. I didn't even think Oh, about you know it. what? I didn't even care. I'm like, yeah, son yeah, of a bitch. Right. Yeah, I right. cheated. Matt's cheated before, too, so it's all right. This is true. To recap, recap this whole thing, I'm going to start off here. And uh, I'm recasting in 2009. For my Fondo, it's Hilary Swank. For my Lease, it's Tom Brittany. For my Pope, it's Liam Neeson. And directing this whole thing for me is Sofia Coppola. I'm in 2015. I've got Imogen Poots, Anton Yelchin, Patrick Stewart, and Anna Lily Amanpour. In 1968, I have Mary Warnoff, Udo Kier, and Vera Chaitilova. In 1968, I have Sophia Loren, Hervé Villachese, Cary Grant, and Stanley Kubrick directing. And in 2012, I have Jennifer Lawrence, Jake Gyllenhaal, Kurtwood Smith, and Kelly Reichert. <laughs> so that does it for this week's episode of celluloid swap please go to our website celluloidswap.com uh you can find reviews and you can see all the movies we reviewed and do all kinds of wonderful things you can email us feedback at celluloidswap at gmail.com uh you can follow us on social media the stuff that jason hates and I think that's about it for that stuff. Coming up next week, we're going to be diving into our box set. And we're going to be doing sci-fi from the 40s to the 80s. Does that math work? Yeah, I, I believe, believe it works. so. All right. And leading it off is Mike's pick from 1940, Joe Mays' The Invisible Man Returns. Oh, yeah. Wow. And instead of a recast, I think we're just going to discuss our favorite sci-fi movies of the decade. Okay, nice. so favorite sci-fi movies in 1940, or, or of the 1940s. There you go, the decade. Nice, okay, I like the way that's going. That'll so. do it for now, and this is all of us reminding you, if you ever feel too lonely, search for the magical city of Tar.
Qué lástima que sea yo paralítica. 